I'm Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters in great stories. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. Today we're covering Minute 51 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest YMCA minute ever. And we're joined one final day by Jim O'Kane from the Rocketeer Minute and the Airport Minute. Aloha. Thanks, guys, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for stopping by and bringing Mr. Boeing with you. <laughs> As in, I didn't leave any uh, uh, injured uh, pregnant stewardesses in your doorway, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, baby, I accidentally got two of his pregnant. <laughs> that was my spot on Dean Martin, by the way. Uh, he sounded like he was in the room. <laughs> I could hear the martini swirling around, yes. I, th- I thought you were doing Bing Crosby. Is there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> could be. Now I want to see, see that movie now. <laughs> no, because if I was doing Bing Crosby, I would have ended it with, okay, boo, 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 boo. Have some more Minute Maid, yeah. <laughs> All right. This uh, Minute 51 starts with Randall explaining how Julie Dwyer died. And this minute ends with we leave the quick stop. Yes, uh, the Gil- the Gilligan cut. It ends with the it ends with the Gilligan cut. That's uh, one of my uh, w- one of my favorite uh, movie tropes. <laughs> I'm absolutely not doing this. We're doing this. And again, it only works in movies because again, in real life, you would have that conversation the whole way out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we find out that uh, Julie Dwyer, um, R.I.P., died mid mid backstroke at the YMCA pool. I enjoy that they know that she died during a backstroke. That's a lot of information to have. Well, this is what Sanford told them. So, you know, apparently Sanford's a pretty good storyteller. <laughs> and and has access to a, he has access to a lot of information, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Including the, uh, uh, is that Monmouth County? Uh, Monmouth County Coroner's Office. Because <laughs> it's not even that she died in the pool, or specifically the YMCA pool. Yeah. They know it was a backstroke. The bu- the butterfly, <laughs> she was fine. You know, the, uh, the regular, the yeah. breaststroke, she was fine. Backstroke, dinner in. Yeah, that's that's a brought on the aneurysm. Uh, and then we I, find out she yeah. was number six. Listen, I yeah. don't find it creepy that he knows that he's had sex with uh, 12 different girls. Uh, I do find it slightly alarming that he knows the one of them as the number in the order. Yes. That's when it goes from just being normal. Okay, you know how many people you slept with, with to, no, you're a creep who has a book somewhere. <laughs> well, what's creepier is he's had sex with a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those... It's like kind of like that T-shirt about commas being important. Uh, I think yes. wanna, the way you say it is not that you've had sex with a dead person; you've had sex with a person who is now dead. Who is now dead? Yeah, right, but that's yeah. not the way Randall. No, says you it. need the yeah, you need the you need the, <laughs> yeah. the preposition in there. Uh, you know, a grammar is important in that situation. Is that the old uh, the, the T-shirt? Let's eat grandma. There's let's eat grandma, and then let's eat comma grandma. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I will give I, I will give him some slack though on this because if you think of anybody that has a, a large family, like if they have like you know nine kids or twelve kids or whatever, usually 
the people in that family can name them off like, you know, it's Paul, Julie, but, you know, they'd be able to name them off all in one breath. So they all know like which order and places. Apparently, you know, instead of having a large family, he's just going through his sexual history like they're all family members or something. <laughs> it could be, he could just rattle them all off at once. Um, it's like naming the Brady kids all at once. So what I would I'd, be impressive a little bit Veronica of could name off her conquests all in a row. <laughs> <laughs> in a row? Yeah. Uh, Randall does give us the uh, his one of my favorite Randall lines the uh, uh, the part about how how ironic it is that he hates pe- <laughs> he hates people but he loves a gathering yeah isn't it ironic it is the perfect Randall line and it's I think it has nothing to do with anything it's just he realizes that he can com- completely inconvenience Dante in this moment and he's going to do it. He also has an odd way of saying, talk, tell him about the funeral. Paulson's funeral parlor, next show is at 4 o'clock. <laughs> well, you'll refer to viewings as next show. <laughs> and he also says one night only, she gets buried in the morning. <laughs> you can almost see the poster. Yeah. <laughs> one night only. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Julie the Wake. Yeah. Well, they aren't that far from English Town, so it might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he does mention, he says the burial's tomorrow. I mean, couldn't you just go to the burial? <laughs> That. Yeah, but I guess yeah. He just well, he didn't want to miss the social event of the season, though. <laughs> well, I, I know Rand doesn't want to miss the social event yeah. of the season. <laughs> I guess it's a little different. I mean, they are twenty-two. That's a little more shocking when somebody dies, especially not in an accident of some sort. It's not quite. Yeah, and, like... and Randall's pulling him. He's pulling him both ways too. I mean, he's kind of this twisted Jiminy Cricket. It's like you have a, a duty to visit your friends and and you know share the bereavement, but you also since you've closed down the store for hockey. You don't have you don't have a counter argument to say I can't go to a funeral because I've already left left my position for a hockey game. Yeah, once you've closed and to play he, hockey, you now it's there's two ways to look at it. He's Dante's using the defensive. I've already closed it once. I can't close it again. While Randall's countering with, if you're going to close it to play hockey, you have to close it to go to somebody's wake. Although I think the real argument should be, um, the boss said he was going to be in a twelve. He's not here. F him. I'm going. <laughs> I'm closing the store and I'm going. I'm not coming back. And I'm not, I'm not coming back at all. He's not yeah, going to worry I'm about not it. Back. <laughs> yeah, our, I, I don't know if jobs are that hard to come by for him. I guess this is the good thing about this was he could work the hours he wanted. Except now it's a trap that he can't work the hours he wanted. He has to work hours that he doesn't want. Yeah, it, we we talked about this before. Like the one plus to having a minimum wage job was at any point you can just be like, "Screw you," and walk out the door <laughs> because it's a minimum wage job. Who cares? If you're not yeah, leaving, it, just depends. it means you're comfortable. Like, you're totally comfortable with that. You're comfortable with getting called in and having your boss abuse you in the way that he's doing. Yeah, I, I, to me, it, it makes me wonder if there, if there are any other opportunities for him. He's, he's got a minimum wage job, but maybe jobs are hard to come by where he's at or for what he's doing. Um, or for the, I think uh, maybe for the level of work he's willing to put in, maybe. Yeah, which is absolutely zero. Yeah. Like, he could probably get a job. I mean, he ends up in the next movie, ends up with a job basically at a fast food restaurant, but... As yeah. much as everybody laughs and jokes about a fast food restaurant, if you're working in a certain different ones at certain times, you might be busting your ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dinner rush or something? Definitely. Yeah. Or you catch one of those ones uh, that's like on a turnpike. You get like 18 busloads of kids coming oh. in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it, – it, and it's – I mean it depends on what he – like he, he doesn't – he is doing inventory. I mean we see him in other parts of this movie where he's doing inventory and stuff, right? So I mean he's actually doing all functions in the store – that normally on a Saturday, would you really be doing inventory? You just kind of like, you would have time to lean. You wouldn't be cleaning. You'd just be like barely, barely moving it, b- barely moving the needle on this thing. 
it's uh it really the more you watch him in this the more of a puzzle it becomes as to what he wants out of the job he's a complete puzzle because if i got called in by the boss on like my day off there'd be no way i was doing any extra work <laughs> like doing inventory are you crazy and then especially after noon passes which was his big drop down oh i'm gonna be there i'll be there to you know relieve you and he doesn't show yeah i don't think so he'd be lucky if i hung around let alone doing extra work but his, I mean, that what we what we eventually learn from this whole thing is that he is just a leaf that gets blown around. He doesn't have any kind of input on his life, and he lets everything else get managed, by, you know, around him mostly by Randall. And uh, but every but everybody else coming in that seems to control even you know which girlfriend to pick or what you know. It, it, he doesn't really have input on the thing. He's like a Hamlet. He just he just sits around and gnaws on his thumb and wonders what to do next. He doesn't really have a direction yeah, to him. He even hands over the magazine from behind yeah, the camera. It takes a long time yeah. before anybody calls him on his bullshit. I mean, it finally does happen, yeah. and then more than one character does it, but it takes a long time to get there. Uh, does anybody have any um, any idea what's going on outside with Willem and uh, and Silent Bob? <laughs> putting the sandwich in his face again. I saw that. He's, he's chewing. He's biting it. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's putting the cigarette in his mouth. It's just all the same and time. I'm watching yeah. it closely, and it's supposed to be, Scott's supposed to be chewing. But it looks like he's ready to start laughing. <laughs> well, yeah. He's probably trying to get Bob's attention and he, yeah. he won't move. He won't He looks clinch. like he's, uh, you know, when you're trying not to laugh and you're kind of like squeezing your face together. I think he's doing that. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I wonder how many, he probably did it like two or three times. It was like, because then he puts his head down like, uh, and then they cut away real quick. Yeah. And the, it's funny, the blown take is probably the one that oh, Kevin liked the most. Like, let's use that. That's the funniest. Yeah, that's the one that makes me laugh. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just, I want to go to a funeral um, some point that is the social event of the, of the season. <laughs> you know how many people are going to be there? <laughs> uh, you know, I was wondering, I'm, I was trying to think, I, I mean, this is a Gilligan cut, but I was trying to think of other movies where there is a Gilligan cut where you go from, you know, from yes to no or no to yes. It in, seems like a real, yeah, it's like a real comedy trope. Uh, of like, we absolutely cannot do this. Yeah. I mean, I can, smash I can remember wherever what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like it's been heavily <laughs> featured in like the Simpsons per- and Family Guys of the world. Oh God, what I just watched something the other day. Oh, this now this was two people that were gonna they're they're out they're not on a date they're just out together and they're like, all right, let's just take it slow. You know, we'll just, we'll go home. We'll talk to each other later. Cut to them laying in bed naked, going, well, okay, well that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> There, oh, there uh, that was okay, the Orville. I could the not Orville. remember where it was. Yeah, it was the uh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlize Theron. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you if you think about it, uh, the end, the very end, the last episode of Mad Men is a a Gilligan cut where he had given up advertising and he wasn't going to do anything and not, never get involved and just go out to a, um, a a hippie commune out in California. And as he's sitting there doing yoga, he suddenly thinks of the greatest. Uh, coca-cola ad campaign ever and all of a sudden that's that's the end of the, the movie is him creating one of the best uh, uh coca-cola yeah. commercials ever made this was an interesting way to end that uh show especially since i talked to somebody about it and they didn't get it and then it kind of loses all its power when you're trying oh. to explain it like well no you see what they're saying was that it was this ad and you're not getting it okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to be old to understand well it's just things. like watching yeah, if you watch um uh... jane silent bob strike back the what is the fourth movie fifth movie and it's all references back to the previous movies. If you have not seen any of the previous movies, this movie makes no sense yeah. when you're watching it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They, they might as well have called it Inside Baseball. Just... Uh, I know some people are complaining that the Marvel movies are starting to get uh, like that, where they're so far along now. If you don't, if yeah. you well, don't that, know, what's but that going was on the intention, that, wasn't like, it? <laughs> you're just you're done. You don't you don't know what's going on. As uh, as a movie, do you have a rank of? I mean, you've probably gone on this with other minutes as we're watching this. 
how do you rank the actors in this movie in terms of uh, selling their character? Do you think that uh, Brian O'Halloran sells his char- character the best? Or uh, to me, I always think Ra- Randall is the, b- the most believable character. Of I think uh, Randall is the most believable. He seems the most comfortable as his character. Like he seems like he came fully formed as Randall. Like this is just the character I am. Some of the other characters are just have like like Jane, Silent Bob are such minor players. Yeah, they're like, just, they're just Greek chorus, and it's just I, I, I don't think it 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 comes. To I mean, that. I had um I had some minor rankings for like the guys that like I I'd mentioned this before of the all the the weirdos that come in over the course of the day. Um, the Chulies Gum guy Scott Schiaffo, he obviously can act. He is an actor. Like when he he has a lot more business to do. He's got a longer speech than most, and he really owns the room. So of like the minor characters, I don't even know if he's my favorite, but I think he's the best one that comes in. Okay, and I also think that's why he's at the beginning of the movie. So he has a like strong, he has the strongest, and he also sets the tone for the rest of them with a with the cartoon kind, of, the yeah. cartoon flavor of this of this film. And you'll see a lot how he later on he needs to cut around his guys, his people that aren't the best of actors. He'll cut to Jay and Silent Bob. He'll cut outside because he can't. They couldn't do their lines, or he needed you know coverage, which he really couldn't afford. So there was no way to shoot around people. Everybody needed to know all this these long ass lines that he was making everybody learn. And I think everybody else is good. Everybody else is good for two, three, four lines, like where that guy was good to do a lot. And I think, I don't know. I think, uh, Marilyn Gigliotti as Veronica is the better of the two female leads. Yeah. She seems to sell. And she, she always manages to do business like with the, uh, you know, with the nail, the, the nail painting parts and things like that. She seems to sell it better when she has a bit of business to do. She can give her lines without sounding a lot. You know, and, and I mean, it's it's the curse of Kevin Smith's uh, directing style. But it, the whole thing where you say your side, you say your side, and keep going back and forth. She doesn't make it sound too much like she's reading a side. Yeah, and she is. She probably has. I hate to say it. She might have the worst character. I feel like she's the put upon girlfriend, basically. Yeah, who's like the nicest person in the movie and is getting dumped on the whole time by yeah, the person yeah. who's not supposed to be doing it. Who's? I mean, if you look at it objectively, Dante is a scumbag. I mean, he's yeah. running, oh. he's he's attempting to run around on his girlfriend. He's trying to, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't he's literally later on in this movie going to leave to go on a date <laughs> with another <laughs> yeah. girl. Yeah, he, he's got no. It, well, he's got no rudder in, in any in any part of his life. There's no rudder. He has no direction, and it's like, oh, well, this seems like the easiest thing to do. I'll do this, even if it's you know he's he's cheating on his girlfriend. Um, but she comes ac- she comes across as you know the moral core that he's missing. That he could have been you know he he could have uh, he could have found more of a, a a rudder with her than uh, than anybody else in the movie. Although you know Randall seems to take over that role. He's kind of the He's kind of his uh, his girlfriend in this movie. Randall seems to be his uh, his conscience, twisted as it though may be. Uh, Randall's the one that directs him. You should do this and this and this. Even if you're doing a bad thing, then here's how you can do a less bad thing. Even though you're doing something that you know you need to get pri- priorities straight in your life. Yeah, it's pretty bad at some point if Randall's the one that's going to have to sit you down and tell you how you're being a bad person. Yeah, I hate people, but love gatherings. I mean, there's just. <laughs> There's just no way around it. It's definitely one of his. It's right up there with this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he definitely gets in a few really iconic lines in this. What what time of year do you think this is? I mean, this is this is one of our rare outdoor scenes. I mean, they're playing street hockey and stuff like that. So I'm I'm assuming it's springtime. I'm assuming this is like April, May. Didn't we? I know we covered this earlier. It was when were they shooting it, Chris? It's supposed to be April, but I believe they were shooting it in October. Okay. Yeah, because I think yeah. it was supposed to be. 
April or earlier when they were going to do it the first time. That's the year they got nailed with that flood when he gets all washed out. So it got pushed back like six months. Oh, that okay. the storm, the 93 storms that came in and just like they really wrecked up that set of side of Jersey. It's just how how they're dressed and what the you know the leaves on the trees and things like that. I could never quite figure out what month it was, but it, it, now now it makes sense. It's it's October playing April. Uh, wait, I mean you know how it is around here. You you'd wear the same stuff in March April that you're wearing September October. Yeah. So you know back when we still had all four seasons when it didn't go from like yeah. summer to Don't winter in like anymore. five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too hot to too cold. Yeah. yeah. When it's like oh it was 97 yesterday and today I'm wearing a parka. It was wonderful. Yeah. There's a there, there's a there's a pickup truck coming at them with uh, a pl- a snowplow lights on the hood, but no snowplow. So I figure, oh, it's it's not winter, and winter's not expected anytime soon. But uh, that's that's just in the last like the last two seconds yeah. of that particular. Which, uh, minute, we won't get into it too much yeah, this, like, this yeah. minute, but it's definitely a, it's also a how Kevin shoots car scenes is coming up. <laughs> ah, he he does. I I do notice that he does leave the, uh, yes. the mirror on because I'm is, assuming uh, that's kind of a, oh, a rarity. I whose car it is, but. I, it's somebody's car, and they're probably like, "You're not taking my mirror off." Yeah, but all you have to do it, is. Yeah, to, I, I will admit, it's it, there's the screw in the middle. It's one of those things yeah. that once somebody tells you it, you can't help but look for it now. Once you know that they take yeah. that the the rear view down, now every movie I look at, I'm like, "Oh, they they took it down." <laughs> or that people are driving all the time with their windows down, so they don't see the camera glare in the windows, even though it's winter, or they're doing 70 miles an hour and somehow having a conversation. Yeah, yeah the the wind doesn't seem to bother them that much, and they you know ADR is an amazing thing. Uh, there's some, there's so many things that people can tell you, little things that just wreck, a, wreck a movie. I, I can, I can wreck all Glenn Ford movies for you, uh, it, uh, by just pointing out that one time he was hit, he was kicked by a horse and he considered the right hand side of his, uh, face to be destroyed. So he insisted on any movie that he's in that you only show the left side of his face. The next time you watch Superman, uh, the 1978 movie, watch Glenn Ford and see how many times you see his, uh, the right side of his face the answer is none because he just no matter what they're doing he turns his head to the right so that you only see the left hand side of his face and it's in just about every glenn ford movie oh good chris Chris, i got one for you too (laughs) if you ever watch mash um uh what's his name uh guy that played uh radar why do i not remember his name gary Berghoff. yeah he's got a oh yeah the the hand yeah yeah. he had uh i forget what it is he has a couple fingers together he's got something wrong with his hand so if you ever see him, his hand's always at his side, away from camera, or he's always holding something in his hand. That teddy yeah. bear. He's, he's always, or he's always holding that. papers. He's always got the clipboard. Yeah, got or the yeah. clipboard. So you can't see his hand. Yeah. Okay. You can see it. Every huh, once in a while, if you're looking for it, you can yeah. catch it. Sa- yeah, same thing with Scotty. Scotty's missing a finger in uh, the original the original series of Which Star I gotta Wars. Be honest, I was like, Star he should Trek show that finger Star off. He lost his uh, finger on D-Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but... Uh, but it's always interesting to see how he's like he's holding something like a you know a wrench or something like that or a space wrench. And what do you think? Just it's a bad look up all the time. Be missing fingers. Yeah. Well, he can't do the Vulcan thing. You know, it's just very confusing. Like, oh, Mr. Scott, that is. Are a, you flipping uh, me off? Is what is that? Gesture in my, uh, with my people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we must be getting near the end as we're heading into Star Trek uh, uh, now. Yeah, yeah, but but it's been a, it's been a thrill of a minute though. You got to admit we. <laughs> Despite uh, what other people <laughs> want to talk about, I do the Dante and I just make them talk about it. All right, uh, Chris, do you have anything else you were saying? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank, thanks for being not helpful at all. <laughs> all right, Jim, do you have anything else? Yeah, one little thing at the very beginning of this move, at the very beginning of this minute, where there's a uh, there's all the cigarettes on the right hand side of the screen. 
are they is that an advertisement for a caramel apple in the upper right hand corner that you get like a free caramel apple with those cigarettes because that's what it looks like to me it looks like a a picture of caramel of a no, caramel apple with a dollar 95 right across see it. up the upper right next to the word cambridge i don't know what that is a picture of but to me it seems like it's a uh it, it, it looks like a caramel apple to me with a with a sticker in the middle of it i, I, I can't even tell what, you know what brand that is because i can't tell uh, I, I don't know I, I, I mean i don't know what the i don't know what the brand is i just don't know what the, maybe it's a, maybe it's like a a wrecking ball i don't know what the, i don't it looks know what, like it, to me, it looks like a caramel apple put something over it yeah it didn't it didn't work out so, ah, never mind <laughs> here we go again with this rorschach test because it looks like a uh a crown crown royal bottle to me that's what it looks like to oh, me. i'm sure it does <laughs> glug 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, okay, I would go, I would go with the crown royal thing. Too. Yeah, I'd see that. Give my um, crown royal and my smoke some out. So anyway, this, uh, another 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 mystery and another reason to visit Red Bank. So you think that sign's uh, still up there? We gotta go I'm check that. Guessing out. it's not. I'm sure the cigarettes are still there because of course they are. Yeah, yeah. They probably put a two in front of the rest. Of the, it's yeah, twenty one ninety five. Twenty one ninety five. All right. Wow. Oh. Well, guys, thanks for having me on these uh, these past three episodes. It's uh, it's been it's been a, a fun a fun time. I, I really love this movie, and uh, it's really easy to talk about. Sometimes when you get invited on a show, you're like, oh, I don't know what to say about this thing. But there's a lot there is a lot to talk about in every single minute yeah. of this uh, this movie. Yeah, Clerks so kind thanks, of exists in that again for world. It's not too you don't have to be too technical. It's not a lot of that's kind of why I picked it because I didn't want to get into a super technical one. Like I kind of pity people, like guys on the Star Wars thing. Like there's a lot of details you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, and, and don't mess and, up. And you have a, a listener yeah. that's going to let you know when you miss them. <laughs> like, I made no bones about it when yes. I started this podcast when I came on here. I'm like, listen, if you're expecting me to drop every piece of knowledge about Clerks, I'm not going to. Because if you need to know any of that, literally listen to Kevin Smith for five minutes. Because he'll tell you in his many commentaries yeah. <laughs> and things. He tells you everything. Like, I'm really not going to give anything behind the scenes that you don't know already. If you're, like, a big fan of this, it's more of just coming at it from different angles. And it's a different format to watch it minute by minute. Like only insane people do things like exactly. This. Yeah, it's, it's speaking of what's Jim. Why don't you tell them where they can listen to your movies by minutes podcasts? Sure, sure will check uh, check out. We've got two of them you can you can listen to. Uh, I did one with uh, my friend Mark Cerulia, the Airport Minute, nineteen seventy, Universal Pictures Airport. Uh, that's completed, and you can find it at airportminute.com. We also have another one I did with Hal Bryan called uh, the Rocketeer Minute, where we follow Disney's greatest adventure. And we have a quite a few. Actually, we have two dozen episodes with the Rocketeer himself, Billy Campbell, dropping in to chat about uh, his time with that film. Uh, we never did get uh, Jennifer Connelly to join us on the show, so oh, that's our, our everlasting sadness. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so someday I'll, I'll reopen the microphones if she ever calls. Even if her lawyers call me with cease and desist, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Count my blessings. But yeah, that's that's available at Rocketeer Minute, and uh, you can also check out the uh, the current uh, project I'm working on with uh, so many others, including you, you fellas. Uh, we're doing the Die Hard Minute, where uh, every week a different team of 13 different podcast teams uh, covers the 1988 John Te- John McTiernan directed film uh, Die Hard. Great Christmas film, great Bruce Willis adventure. So join us at DieHardMinute.com. Listen to that because it's New Jersey's own Bruce Willis, pride of the state. I mean, yes. he used to be. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so you can check us out. We're on DolanGenre.com. Yeah. Go check out all the movies by minutes they have over there. They got, I'll just name a couple of them so I don't leave anybody out. You know, you got your Ferris Bueller, your Lord of the Rings, your Harry Potters, um, Rocky, Toy Story, Ninja Turtles. God, every time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I forget it. <laughs> and of course, uh, Scott himself doing, uh, they're just finished Spider Man, or it'll be finished by now, and he's starting up the Cornetto trilogy, which is, if you don't know, that's the Shaun of the Dead and all that stuff. 
the Edgar Wright movies. Um, you can check us out wow. on Facebook and Twitter, all the usual places. You know, join our Facebook listeners group, uh, Jane Town and Pops Quicker Stop. Go over to iTunes, give us a five star review for this and our old one, The Burbs. And of course, jump over to Jim's pod, two podcast, give him a five star review too. I mean, if you can give a six star review, that'd be better if you can figure out how. All right, I think that's it for us. Yeah, just keep clicking. Eventually, you'll get there. You know, just keep you know clicking. Just make another username. Go in there and give us another five star review. So that'd be even better. Just keep making usernames. Keep giving us reviews. <laughs> Got to make up for that guy that gave us a two. Moving on. All right. So uh, that is it for us. I think we're out of here. And uh, oh. I'm not supposed to be here today. I'm